What do you love about being outside and active? I'm, I'm sure I've spent more time outdoors than in. That just feels like home. Enjoy what you can do because you never know what is around the corner. Just being outdoors in the fresh air, it just clears my mind. Fully immersed in nature is what brings me the most joy. Hello and welcome back to the Outside and Active podcast where this week we find out how Pilates can support your running thanks to our special guest, Helen Rag. Helen is a self-confessed Pilates geek with a high anatomical knowledge. Her aim is to help you to implement change that is impactful on your life and ensures that you achieve your goals, no matter what they are. Whether you're starting from the beginning or have been running for years, Helen can support, guide and ensure you progress every step of the way. She's also the founder of MoveFlow, who use equipment to help people reach these goals, whether it's in sports, fitness or just everyday life. If you're listening to this, then please take 10 seconds to literally leave a review, whether you're listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify. It makes a massive difference. And forward this episode on to someone who you think would benefit from it just as much as you. Without further ado, let's head straight into this week's episode with my guest, Helen Rag. Helen, welcome to the Outside and Active podcast. I'm very much looking forward to learning something new today and passing on all your knowledge to the people that are listening to this and selfishly for me to take on all of that information. But just before we do, we jump into that conversation, I'm going to start with an opening tradition that we do on every single podcast and that's by offering you a piece of advice and that piece of advice comes from a previous guest on the podcast and it comes from a lovely man called Mark White who is the founder of Run Grateful which is all about running a grateful mile and being taking time out to really recognize what we're grateful for in life and doing that through the medium of running and his advice is to have an open mind and try new things he said you might not like that new thing but at least you've tried it have an open mind in life take opportunities and try new things which is kind of what what I'm going to be doing in this I'm going to be having an open mind and, and, and taking on the wealth of knowledge that you're going to be talking about and your specialism and what in your own words say you are geeking out on um so firstly thank you and welcome to the podcast what's your reaction to that that advice from mark um it's great advice and it's making me smile because this is my first live podcast and and it comes from that because you can you can have these opportunities and shy away from them Mm. quite easily and and hide them so yeah it it kind of feels quite nice being to be on here today um yeah so thank you for having me and um giving me this opportunity to come and kind of geek out with everyone and share a bit about Pilates. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get into that. But the the first question that I ask to every single guest, I'm going to ask you to ask to you now is what do you love about being outside and active? Um, I've always been outside and active. I, uh, till recently had a huge German shepherd dog. So we were always out. Um, walking on the hills but for me it is just being on my own uh, weird thing to say but I love being on my own I love that not having any agenda and just or a plan just going with it and just going out and moving and sometimes running sometimes walking and I, when I go out I never I, I actually went out today and I wasn't sure whether I was going to run or walk. And so I can't. I've always had an agenda. I was always like, I'm going to run, I'm going to hit this many miles, or I'm going to bike. Or, but now as I've kind of got a bit older, I'm kind of a little bit more open to just seeing where it takes me. And I like that from my mind because, yeah, it's an active moment. 
find mine to live in. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you, well, have it you, helps with all of that. Yeah, have you always had a, a kind of always been interested in sport, play sport when you were younger, always kind of wanted to get outdoors and connect with nature? Is it something that's developed over time? Yeah, so I was a um, proper sport belly at school. So I played netball for county, played hockey, um, did gymnastics as a child. And then I actually worked as a professional dancer for 15 to 18 years. So I'm then kind of progressed into what I'm doing now. So I always have the urge to move, I've always been a mover from being three years old, really. So, yeah. And, um, and like to be part of a team, like to encourage other people to move. Yeah. Because movement is medicine for me. It's like, it gives me, um, yeah, it gives me a lot in everyday life to help me stay focused. Well, I was always the, the kid at school that put their hand up and asked the stupid question that actually probably a lot of other people were thinking in the classroom. And I'm going to do that now um, because a lot of people, yeah. Pilates, yeah, I know what Pilates is. Well, actually, what is what is Pilates for you? What is the core purpose of it? What is it set out to achieve and why is it so important? So for me and how I teach it and how I approach it is I love to think of it as like a toolbox that I can pass on to people. But, and I always say I've got a studio in Halifax um, in West Yorkshire that we don't do Pilates to get good at Pilates. We do Pilates to enable us to do the other stuff in life, whether that be out running, whether that be out on your bike or we getting on the floor to play with your grandchildren, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I come from with, my, with Pilates. I try and give people like the, the, the ideas around why they should do it. Um, but not, yeah, to encourage that it's for everyone um, and that it can enhance what you're doing, what you're passionate about, whatever that might be. Because a word that you've already said a couple of times, and I imagine is a word that is going to be brought up a lot of times in this movement. And you just said before we started recording, you're an anatomical movement geek and a fascination with the body and how it moves and why it moves. Can you elaborate a little bit on on that? Yeah, yeah. So um, my son was laughing at me today in the car, actually, because he said, you automatically scan people, and I don't know (laughs) how I'm doing it, you know, like when I'm walking down. Because when when you're looking at how we kind of move and, and end up moving through life, the nervous system's fascinating because it always finds a way forward, whatever that kind of way might be. And so we all end up with our own run, our own walk, and our own kind of wear and tear and, and things that can come, uh, come around that. Um, so, yeah, so for me, movement and, um, and what I teach is about kind of looking at the body, how you can bring it better back to balance, um, and... We teach quite differently. Um, I, I'd like uh, we look at um, alignment. We talk about fascia. We were, we were talking about core the other day, and like this idea that people come to us a lot and say, "I need to strengthen my core." And core is a big word. It's a big buzzword, and yeah. I you hear it a lot maybe in the the running industry. Like you need a strong core, and it doesn't really exist in an anatomical point of view. So like an apple has a core. So we know that there's an apple core yep. and it's like the center. The earth has its core. 
And then, so when you look at the human body and you think about what is core, it's really interesting because it, it does it really exist. If you if you Google it, it brings out kind of like some anatomy around your center, like the rectus abdominis, the transversus abdominis, all these kind of center muscles. So then it, it gives people an idea that if they want to become strong, they need to get almost strong and fixed and build this hard center when it's when you look at anatomy and how we move it's quite the opposite so we're like we're more of a, a balanced tensegrity biotensegrity system we're not a hinged fixed system so because okay, um, i would have originally yeah. I, I would have i would have again my brain went uh I need to have a strong core that that kind of relates to abs and stomach and kind of yeah. again strength whereas you're kind of saying yes okay maybe a little bit of strength but it's all about maybe movements and flexibility and rotations rather than necessarily strength yeah so everything's connected it's about the whole body if you look at the nervous system and if we our nervous system doesn't know that we've got glutes it doesn't know that we've got biceps it just knows that we are connected so and this is my favorite toy i'm going to show you oh. so biotensegrity oh my word okay the for, for the people listening yeah. it's like a like a like a big star that's i mean you explain <laughs> it probably better a lot better than i will so, yeah so it, it's a structure so bio is like living yep. and then tensegrity means that it, it's got compression and tension quite equally so it's like so we kind of we're like a pop-up device you know the po- it's like it's a toy you get these toys in in uh the toy shop yeah it's it squeezes like right up. down into a little ball but when you expand yeah, it out it all it you know all the links out. stretch out yeah all the links link one thing so one thing affects another thing so okay. like cogs say in you were saying about your hamstrings earlier yeah like so um if you go if, uh, like i've been and i i've needed to go to osteopath when i danced or i've needed to have a quick fix because we're giving that long-term hammer to our bodies as dancers we need to get back into the show so you go you get fixed you get back in and and then there's sometimes taught that you need to strengthen your glutes you need to strengthen your quads and 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 there's that kind of idea that we have to kind of work on this one part of our body but our body doesn't work like that so and it all starts from the feet so i geek out lots about feet especially for runners so if you're ankle dorsiflexion so the movement around the ankle stiff or your foot stiff then it's going to affect how you hip moves in the pelvis so if the ankle's restricted the hip will be restricted and that takes you back to when you see like runners with a little flip or a walk that's gone a little <laughs> you see all kinds of ways of traveling forward which is which is great so uh, so then to look at Pilates and look at how we can approach from the whole body connected system is a lot better way of making your run faster, more efficient. So we're looking for efficient movement so we can run for longer, for faster, without wearing out. Wearing out's a big thing. Well, I was And gonna... if you're balanced... No, carry on, carry on. It's less chance. Yeah, so, so if... If your foot ankle dorsiflexion is not as efficient as it should be, then there's going to be some pull and, and swinging going on above the knee joint and the hip joint. And if you're pounding the, the road with an ankle that's not set up, then the, the rest of it will go. So going back to the point to, to, to say I need to strengthen my core, 
is like you could it's a place anything. to start and it's something to consider but in Pilates we consider the whole body from the feet upwards and we're constantly looking at all the connections so uh, it's interesting because I've always well not always but I have learned and known that if you have an issue in your back or your shoulder, it might be connected to something that's happening lower down and vice versa. And it, like you said, everything's connected. I've known that through family members having issues with backs and actually they're saying, oh no, it's or knee, with knees yeah. and it's not an issue with your knee. It's like it's happening lower down and it's all kind of connected. But I hadn't quite considered feet because weirdly, I'm glad that you said that because in the gym recently, say the last month, I've seen a lot more of the, the PTs that are taking sessions with people and they're getting them to work on their bare feet roll say on like a, a broom handle or um oh, think about brilliant. flexion of ankles and flexion of feet and I've gone, yeah. what, what, ignorantly gone what is that helping I don't quite understand that they've got issues with their feet but now you've it's all kind of making sense in terms of all you say well actually it's connected yeah. to maybe something higher up with their hips and especially you said there with running with it particularly impactful because if you're a road runner, it's the same movement. Yeah. It's the repetitive impact that you're having. Mm. And that's why people have injuries running, especially. I mean, what it's usually what's with running hips, knees, ankles that we seem yeah. to see a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And you, that for us, for me, my aim is to not outlive my body and to still be able to be outside and be active when I'm in my 80s and 90s. I, my my mum's in her 80s, my nan lived to be 97. So genetically, I'm like on for a win. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to like not outgrow, not outgrow my body. I want to still be able to do all the stuff. And if I don't pay attention and slow down, I'm in my 50s now and start to look at what's going on from all the wear and tear and everything that's happened beforehand that I'm going to wear out and I don't need to because bone remodels it's got a seven-year recycle so given so it'll re it'll constantly remodel itself so if you're if you've got a, uh, a spur or you've got you've got the osteoclast going in and creating it and it's created because it's a pull of force so it's got interested and it needs to it's like the leaning tower of Pisa it needs to go in and reforce because there's something pulling it in a place where it shouldn't be and then at the other side you've got the um osteoblasts that come in as well and so you've got this re restructuring of your bone growth until the day you leave this planet so it's it's not an age limited thing you can still uh, realign and mindfully move and and do some things to the day um yeah we're left and um, and then you've got this opportunity to be outside and do what you love doing and still have all them benefits. There's no need to go in for the knee up. There's no need to get. And if you've got there already, it's not that you avoid it. It's 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 happened. Yeah. It's where it has happened. And I'm not saying that surgery isn't a good thing, but if you get to it before, it can definitely be prevented if you don't ignore the yellow flags and you start just like you're saying about the feet, just sitting on the sofa at night time, massaging the knuckles of your feet and just interlinking your fingers into your toes and just really bringing some mobility back to the foot and, and some mobility um, is, is going to be so beneficial. It can upgrade instantly. That's a great thing about our nervous system. It, it likes an upgrade and it, it's quick to drink it up and change. It's always looking for the best best way to move if we give it the right feedback 
I'm glad you touched on there about people staying active later in life because we uh, had a, a webinar where it was all about running in 40s plus and we asked for questions from yeah. people that were watching and one of the questions that was cropping up quite often was like how can I keep you know my body's hurting a bit more uh, the recovery's taking longer yeah. what can I do and strength training was one of those things and recovery um, but Pilates yeah. was another one of the things that was brought up uh, to help people uh, c- continue to move later in life and like you said not outlive yeah. their bodies and it, it it reminded me of that when you just said um you said about oh who's this for who's pilates for because some people might go i've seen i've heard before i've seen before oh, it's too late for me to either start running it was too late for me to pick up pilates and it's too i mean i have even had it written down written down god i'm a i'm a cart piece of piece of plank of wood i'm not there's no saving me it's too late for me but actually pilates is for everyone i'm it's a loaded question this but pilates is for anyone and no matter what age yeah absolutely that and that and there's also a starting point for anyone, no matter what. That's what I love about it. There's always there's always something, like people come to us out of surgery, people come to us after childbirth, before childbirth. There's all kinds of walks and things that come through our door. And the, the great thing about Pilates, it's like, right, we'll, there's somewhere you can start. There's, um, and there's somewhere where you can start. We always look at empowering people in movement, so you don't need to be in pain. So, and if you're in pain, we'll 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 give you some breathing. There's always something that can help and 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 help with um, with where you're at. And Pilates is amazing. This is what I love about Pilates and running because Pilates is amazing for breathing. It's like fundamental okay. to everything we do, and. What going back to the core thing, what sometimes can happen with the diaphragm, especially if you're in pain, and I know with runners, I mean, I've been there in my life where you've just had to, you train through pain. Yep. It's not been my best decision, but we all do it because we love what we do. Yep. So you just you you just keep going. And, and then what can happen is you get a bit more global, the stability switches off, so it gets a bit of a, where you're higher risk of injury. And then the other thing that can happen with the diaphragm, it can start to, be the muscle that's trying to hold everything together so instead of them breathing and your diaphragm moving down and the pelvic floor expanding and all this diaphragmatic breathing that we need as a runner for a long distance or short distance sprint it, you start to the diaphragm contracts and stays contracted because it's bracing trying to brace and hold everything together so you end up breathing up and then you end up so the dive you, your breath ends up going up and you end up doing this kind of lateral kind of all up in the, in the neck area, breath, which interestingly enough is how lizards breathe. Right, okay, uh, I was not expecting randomly that. Randomly onto lizards. Um, but if you watch it, and that's what the, the belief is we evolved from, so we're taking ourselves back to pre um when we evolved, and a breath, uh, lizard either breathes or it runs. It can't do both. It, so if okay. you... So, and that's because it has to do this lateral effort kind of breathing. It's not efficient. So it can't run and breathe like that at the same time. So just as a comparison, it's like, okay, so I need everything to be easy, this kind of flow through my body, this, you're not kind of strengthened like a wall. You're trying to find ease of movement and balance and structures so that your whole fascial system can kind of communicate well and your breath is is there for you so you can run for further without being tired 
it's like the, yeah. the, the majority of this conversation so far has been touching on the physical impacts and physical positivities of of Pilates but I'm interested also in the part that mental connection and mindfulness plays into this as well I mean is there yeah. a connection there and if so how important is that absolutely because to make these changes and to kind of come into your body and notice you have to you have to slow right down you kind of get out of your head and as you know like um we are a kind of town of walking heads a lot of the time we're in just because you know i mean by that it's like where we are and how we live and so to actually stop and just kind of think okay how especially before you go out for a run it's quite good to just have a moment to just go right how am i actually feeling today do are my ankles stiff would i benefit from just doing a bit of rolling on the ball and just let my ankles loose before i go we don't really check in with ourselves very often um and pilates is huge for that that's the biggest feedback i get from people i work with is that it's the the mental space that they get and the reset afterwards because they can't think about anything else apart from the moment because i'm asking them to tuning to themselves and and to yeah to be in their bodies and not in their heads so is there again i'm going to try and maybe enforce a connection here but there's such a thing as you do know run people that run run as high in that feeling of you know you don't regret a workout and you come back and you feel sort of refreshed and you feel that sort of yeah. uh, endorphin rush so uh, with pilates i imagine maybe it's not an endorphin rush but is there sort of a sense of relaxation and I mean, you're going to be able to answer this, you know, put it into words better, but is there a sort of cathartic sense with this? Yeah, absolutely. There's a real reset, a real moment of, like, having a reset. And then sometimes, depending on what we've done, there's, like, a reset, and then there's a moment of, like, I'm ready to take on the world. And you could then go and run a marathon because you've just, (laughs) your whole body's feeling aligned, you're feeling like yeah because when you're out of alignment it's tiring yeah? yeah it's hard it's hard work for the muscles so there's mental reset there's there's a body reset and what, like we've talked about the breath there's a lot of re- you can reset your breath quite quickly and so there's that sense of coming out of kind of flight and fight which we live in a lot and coming back into this sort of system where all them them uh, endomorphins are released and where stress is no longer and that's a huge part of what what people get from doing pilates definitely i might be committing a cardinal sin by asking this but the the main difference um maybe similarities and differences differences between pilates and yoga so i would say pilates is more uh, prescriptive okay yeah so we prescribe we teach the person in front of us um, we are we uh, teach movement that is needed at that point in time for that person, um, and we can really, as I said, have a starting point and be quite quite open to what we teach. Um, and with the um, yoga, it's more of a discipline that has uh, that follows okay uh, sequences yep. rather than it be more prescriptive so similar then, yeah similar to if if um i know with pts they say when someone comes in to be a pt uh, someone comes to a pt and they say you know i need i need help with xyz you don't just go in and show them some run-of-the-mill 
work out, oh, here's your push-pull legs. You're probably going to ask them questions around, okay, well, why do you want to lose weight or gain muscle or be stronger in your legs? Like, why? Like, what's behind it? And it's a lot more of a kind of there's that human approach first and then you go into creating a uh, plan for them or uh, supporting them. Is there a similar approach for you when people come to you and say, well, I'd, I'd like, you don't just say, okay, well, here's a basic set of 10 movements. You will talk to them, understand why, you know, potentially previous injuries, current injuries, what they want to do in the yeah. future, and then use that word, a word again, start to prescribe them with specific movements or from your kind of bank of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we're always looking at what your goal is, Okay. Yeah, whether it is, to rehab or to and then we look we do a bit of the assessment like to talk about we look at the body and the assessment where the pulls and um the the alignment is going but yeah it's um very very prescriptive and we can we can put a program together for like so for say take example for runners because we're in the runners a lot of runners have tight hamstrings and this 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 is a really easy little reset you can do straight away to just reset your hamstrings. And so to hold and stretch hamstrings, you're going up against your system. So so if you were to do you wanna do it? I do. Do you wanna reset your hamstrings? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's really easy. Okay, here we go. Just stand up. I'm standing up. Okay, the microphone's coming with yeah, me. I'm gonna take these out. And um, it's you have to kind of so you're going to feel where let's see if I can just move back a little bit you're going to feel where your psoas is so we know the psoas is like a big part in the hip flexion yeah yeah and it comes in I'm going to get this right it comes in at T12 yeah yeah and it attaches down to your lesser trochanter okay so your lesser trochanter is the knobbly bit at the top of your thigh bone so you have to kind of I, I my camera's in a good place but you have to Feel in the left decanter and feel at your T. So have one hand here Ooh, and then okay. the other hand on the inside of your thigh. And if you okay. feel deep enough in, you'll feel the, the knobbly bit on the inside of the thigh is the lesser decanter. I can. So you have to go between your legs. Yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and I'm going to show you, I just happen to have a pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> as you do this is this has been the strangest <laughs> conversation i've ever had okay so you you're kind of right in the inside of your groin and yeah, kind yeah, of trying yeah. to feel that bit but you can actually feel it yeah. if you get if you get down there and just feel absolutely and then all you're going to do is bend your knee yeah and lift your leg up and you'll know that the psoas has got shorter okay and then you take your leg all the way behind you like your strike's gonna step back okay and your psoas has got longer so you're just gonna pick the knee up pick the knee up yeah and then just tap the leg behind you yeah and you're keeping your hand on them two points yes inside the thigh so the psoas is getting shorter and your psoas is getting longer and can you feel that when you bring up here there's like there's a possibility that this deep internal muscle could get short, and then when you take the leg behind you and stretch it out behind you, you feel it's getting long. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, just wow. do that a few times with that thought. So this is where the mindful thought comes. It's getting shorter. It's getting longer. And you just just say that to yourself, and you envision it. Kind of Eric Franklin. He does a lot of stuff like this. He's um. Yeah. And then. So when something is 
more in tuned and more balanced, you yeah. become more stable. So then if you just stand on that leg and balance on the leg you've just moved and just yeah. kind of check in. Yeah. And then stand on the other leg and compare and see what the stability is like. Yeah, I'm not that even leg. saying that saying it just because I'm talking to it. I'm it definitely is different. Upgraded, yeah. Upgraded. So quick reset. That's well that not only has that helped me right now, <laughs> that is advice for people at home. And I hope no one was looking through the window of where I'm recording because they'll be thinking, <laughs> What is what is going on? That I've ne- not not in doing for oh, how many not almost close to a hundred podcasts and someone got me up and done some practical activities. <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I like that yeah. and that's good and I like um, you know, jokes aside we've just got up and tried that and people listening can try that at home. I like having conversations with, um, with things that people can take away and put into their lives afterwards. I think that that's such an easy thing that people go, oh, okay, I'm having issues with this. I can take, a, take that piece of advice away and actually work that into my own fitness journey and help, you know, re- whether it's recovery or anything that we've spoken about. So thank you for that piece of piece of advice. That was, that was, that was a nice uh, bit of activity on a, on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon when we were recording this. Um, I've, where I'm, I've lost where I'm at now. We've just done some, some, some tra- <laughs> well, actually I was going to ask around, people have such busy lives. People, you know, it's, it's it, people yeah. uh, are stressed and busy, whether it be life and family and kids and work and all that type of thing. And I'm maybe thinking, oh, well, I've got to get my, uh, got to get my eight hours of sleep in and I've got to make sure yeah. I go to work and I've got kids and I've, I've got to go for my run and then I've got, you know, I've got to do my strength training to support my run. And so where am I going to find time for this? And maybe this just falls by the wayside, but how do you encourage people to work Pilates into their busy lives? It's such a, it's something that we always consider at the studio and then with MoveFlow online is so I always give people 10 minutes or 15 minutes on small exercises like I just we just did there. Yeah. So because this it's not that you need to go and do a, an hour's Pilates class. This is the the little snippets that you're going to learn along the way that's going to keep you in fine tune. Yeah. And and it becomes more of a lifestyle and more of a of paying attention to yourself and sharing it with anyone around you and it's the little things that you do throughout your life and you end up just kind of building them in naturally because you think oh that was really useful I did that like even just sitting talking to you when I'm at the desk and I'm doing stuff I'll have a towel rolled up underneath my sitting bones yes because it just helps me to really and then I'll take it out so I'll vary what I sit on um and just little things like that throughout your day that can really just enhance you as a runner and and your passion, whatever it might be, whether it be cycling, running, walking, hiking, and back to what you love. Um, and it's not that you're going to do Pilates, like I said, in the, in the right at the beginning to get good at doing Pilates. You're going to use it to help you stay doing what you love in life. And, and to fit it in, it's going to be 10 minutes at the side of your bed before you before you go to sleep, just to reset your spine maybe and to open out. Or in a morning, I have the ball, the ball, a little ball, and I do all my footwork while I'm doing all breakfasts and doing all of that. Yeah. My my son grew up thinking that everybody did heel raises while they clean their teeth. He just <laughs> he's like, why are you doing your heel raises and cleaning your teeth? <laughs> yeah, that's something I've started to incorporate in as well. That's yeah, just incorporating in. Yeah, it's little tips like I always say about if people want to get 
health, you know, health and fitness. It doesn't have to be going to the gym for an hour. It can be instead of standing on the escalator or the tube, it's walking up it. And these are what you've just said yeah. there is an example of types of things that actually you can work into. Even if you if you finish a meeting ten minutes early on purpose, like yeah. use that ten minutes to do a piece of exercise like you've shown me there, or when you're brushing your teeth, do some heel raises. It's all those little tips and tricks of life that you can you can work it in. So. That is interesting, and uh, I also wanted to to turn the conversation back to to you because this is clearly a passion of yours, clearly something that you're extremely knowledgeable about. Um, Where did Move Flow come from? Where where you know how long has it been around? Uh, Because people watching will will kind of have seen the the Move Flow logo in the background in your studio where you're at. Uh, Where did it come about, and what is the the maybe the mission statement for Move Flow? Move Flow is um. Uh, thing that we go by is move like never before so we don't know until we get there how good it's going to feel we just put off and shut up and uh yeah so we i really do have a passion to kind of pass on all these little snippets and pilates so that you can really move like move well in life um and so it came about because it's accessible and it's for people that are already motivated, are already on it, who already love what they're doing. Um, it, it's it's the people who come to the studio are the people that need motivating. They're the okay. ones that need to come to class and do class, and that's that. And then there was there was people that I was meeting throughout life and, and different experiences, and that God, I really want to do this, but I haven't. Like you just mentioned, I haven't got the time, but I know I should do it. I I. It, it's going to help me, but it's life's busy. So it, it's come about for that. It's it's a platform where you can go on, you can access 10 minutes, you can access 20 minutes. It's got all different bite size. And the other side of it that's on there is the kind of, for the people who always want to know why. Because I think when we know why, we're naturally motivated. Yeah. And like, it's my job to keep going out there and keeping up to date with, oh, we go to the fascist, um, conference it's like who wants to go to a fashion conference that <laughs> we do but and then it's like okay taking that and putting it into movement and how can that benefit people all the research and all the latest knowledge and and that's what i'm i'm passionate about moving our industry along because there's a lot of people that don't have that opportunity and i i've met with i met with some really wonderful mentors and educational from around the world so i'm lucky to have had that opportunity so then it's kind of passing that 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 on as well um and also the equipment side that we've got on there these there's some big boys that are great and it's good to have those people who open up the industry and and set a standard and and but then it's also good to have a little bit of competition along the way Absolutely. Um, and it makes things good and it helps things evolve uh, and there wasn't much much of that going on there was just some really good good uh, market leaders so it's kind of to just come in and, and give some options around all of that as well yeah on on equipment i as a, as a pilates layman and i've seen friends start to go to pilates classes now with all sorts of these contraptions and equipment yeah. and things i'm like hold on pilates was was a was a mat and you know that was my ignorant simplistic view what yeah. is is this a new thing that it's come come around recently or is this something that's happened for a while and maybe am i i'm just being exposed to it but these just look like sort of torture torture contraptions <laughs> that saying, people are using <laughs> to uh to, to, to do pilates on please ex- please explain more 
So Joseph Pilates is named after the guy, Joseph Pilates, who invented it all. So he was around in the 1930s, 40s, and he was born a really unhealthy child and was told he would only live to be the age of 40. This is like a brief history of Joseph Pilates, yeah. <laughs> a quick, quick history. Um, and then he ended up working, um, so he had, a, he had an interest in uh, making improving his own health. He did gymnastics, he did boxing, he did yoga. Um, so it was actually invented and designed by a man. So we were always trying to get men to come in and just do do it more because a lot of people have that perception that it's kind of middle-aged women that do Pilates. And it's changing, it is changing. But it was invented by a man. And the equipment came about because he, um, after, in World War One, he worked in the hospitals and a lot of the men were in the beds and what he had access to were the springs of the beds. And because he had an inventive mind, he started to get the... Uh, men uh, from the World War One who were recovering to kind of exercise and work with the springs in the bed and saw that from that he, everybody did a lot better, there were a lot more recovery um, and any inventions came came from there. So oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 the whole equipment is, is literally, he designed it all in the 1930s, 40s. So, yeah. Not only have I, have I got up and learned some hands, uh, some uh, reset stretches. I've also learned that the Pilates was create well, that was a person and created by a man in yeah. I did not know that at all. That's going to be brand I'm new. Germany. That's a good. That's a good quiz question or a good knowledge yeah, to have. Yeah, you know, no, we'll get that one. Um, I've got <laughs> a, a couple more questions that I wanted to ask. Uh, slightly, slightly different. One, um, firstly, is asking around. We've I've had guests on this podcast that have, we've we've focused on the topic of, of menopause and supporting women through that time of their life. Is Pilates another avenue that will support? Um, support people going through the menopause, but how and why? Yeah, absolutely. So the pelvis um, changes throughout life and it changes in childbirth and it also changes it during menopause. Yep. Along with uh, the, the drop in estrogen and testosterone and, and, and the other changes that, um, that a woman goes through. Um, so um, for a lot of women, pelvic health, and if you're running as well, pelvic health, and for guys, mm. um, can be an issue. And we teach um, a lot of pelvic health at the studio. I'm a pelvic health mentor under an amazing woman called Claire Sparrow, who's written a book called The Hope for the Pelvis, which is an amazing book if um if you're wanting to look into that. Um, but we look at the pelvis is the foundation of the spine and uh, it's also related to the foot again. And so in menopause, when all these changes are happening, the elasticity of the um, uh, tissue in the pelvis changes again um, and you can get all kinds of uh, hip problems yeah. and um, pelvic floor issues again. So the... Pelvic floor is a diaphragm in itself. So, again, given the right feedback, the right exercises, the right strategies, it will re-find re its form. So it, it's, um, it's a gathering uh, mechanism. So as you're breathing, your diaphragm goes down and the pelvic floor expands and the reverse happens on the way out. Okay. And, and everything comes into it. There's about 36 attachments that come in. And so it's like, you could say it's like the, 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 
the core as well, the center of, of a lot of things. Um, so doing Pilates in menopause will help with pelvic health issues. It will help, as we said before, for your mind, just for, for kind of relaxation and focus. I, I, I experience like, um, the only way I can experience it, it's like a deep cramp in my bones. Okay. Um, and it really helps with movement in joints to relieve some of the aches. Um, and of course, strengthening bones, which that's why I that's why I run, because we need to, after the age of 35, our bone density starts to drop. And it drops a lot during menopause. It drops from um, around 10, it can drop up to 35%. Wow. Uh, it can drop a lot for women in menopause, not uh, different in men. Um, it still drops in men, bone density. So it can be, it's that time of of, of uh, life for a lot of women where a lot of things change quite quickly. Um, and finding something that can um, support you and keep you on track and keep you stable and active is, is Pilates is definitely one of those for sure. So say if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, right, okay. Pilates. I'm going to start getting into that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to head online and have a look at MoveFlow. I'm going to try some bits out. I'm going to whatever. What's your advice for people that want to get into it? Maybe on a mindset front or on a practical front. What's your advice for those people? I would say um, have a look in uh, your local area. So the biggest, some good teachers. I mean, you can find us on MoveFlow.com because we've got classes on there, which it could be a nice nice intro and a nice start to see if it's for you i would be aware that um the pilates industry is not governed that much in england so okay. if you've got a lot going on so if you've got disc issues osteoporosis any kind of pathology i would really look in to the what kind of qualifications your teachers got um and for a kind of a measure there's they, they say there's a, level, there's a level three mat work qualification and it's there because it's it goes along kind of GCSEs and A-levels and the kind of UK kind of way of assessing and processing. But what we do in a full comprehensive range is you'll, you'll train for about two to three years and then you'll take your exam and then you have to keep training to stay certified. So I would look, if you've got a lot going on, look for a more comprehensive trained instructor because they'll have a higher anatomical knowledge um and i train with pole star pilates they're amazing so if anybody's is got a pole star you know the standard bassy is really good standards the, there's a lot of good good training companies out there but they're kind of the bigger ones that really yeah. add, like help hold the standards high so yeah do your research do your research yeah, is, absolutely. Is, a, is a piece of yeah. advice there for new people taking yeah. pilates um before I ask you for a, a final piece of advice, I know you've, give, you've given lots, um, but where can people go to find out more about you? You've just mentioned it there, but where, you know, you, MoveFlow, um, the links will be in the description of this podcast and on the article on outsideactive.com that's related to this episode. But before I ask you for a piece of advice, thank you for your time, and where, where can people go to find out more? Yeah, so followers... Uh, on social and I always reply and and you can just drop us a line if you've got a 
a specific question that you want to ask or you're curious about anything um as i said i love questions i'm a why person and i love that people um ask the why's and if i don't know i'll find out for you i will make it up <laughs> <laughs> i i have a lot of people around that i can ask uh questions and i've got a lot of support um around me but i yeah i find us on mifo.com follow us on social i'm always on there gabbing on about something so <laughs> <laughs> well i've enjoyed you gabbing on about about pilates today and it has really i've learned a lot more and physically done a lot more in this podcast than i ever have done before um Brilliant. but there's all all that's left is that i offered a piece of advice from mark to you at the beginning of this podcast talk about having an open mind uh, and trying new mm-hmm. things which i think a lot of people will be doing now if you haven't done pilates before but now is your opportunity to leave a piece of advice for not only the listeners but to someone coming onto the guest coming to the podcast as a guest in the near future um my piece of advice would be to have moments in your day where you do that internal check-in and you can just close your eyes just breathe and just kind of have a moment just actually really check in and see how you're doing you, you know what that relates actually really nicely to mark who gave the advice because it can back comes back to that idea of taking time out to for him his message is all about being grateful and using running to be grateful and being appreciative and using that however long it takes to run that mile or walk that mile or whatever it may be to be appreciative. So I quite like how yours plays on from that in a slightly different way of, but, but checking in, it's more of like a, uh, a self-help type of thing of actually just check in with yourself. We, we, we like a body scan. Yeah, exactly. Like you like said at the beginning, you're, scan. you scan other people's walks, so you just want other people to scan yeah, themselves. Scan but yourself. We, we get told so often to, to check in with other people, which is so, so important. We should, absolutely should, but also check in with yourself and take a moment out. So that's really good advice, and I look forward to passing that along. Helen, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast with Helen Rag. I hope you've learned a bit more about Pilates. And if you want to check out more, then please do by heading to Move Flow's website. Thank you, Helen. And thank you for listening. If you could please leave a review below, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, then please, please leave a review. Uh, it, it massively helps. And if you're listening or watching on YouTube, then please like and subscribe and send a comment and also send this podcast to someone who you think would enjoy it just as much as you. Like I said, it makes a massive difference. I'll be back with another episode of the Outside and Active podcast. But for now, I've been Dominic Brown. Enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> <laughs>